I'm decked out in my my gear today. Look at you. <laughs> Look at you. I knew you're gonna like. Are I, they I, gonna call you in in case they need like somebody? You know the way that the way that some of the pitching was going early in this game. Yeah, they uh, they could have thrown me in there. <laughs> absolutely, <All right>, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, I am decked out for all of our listeners. Uh, I am wearing my Astros gear. It is World Series time for our hometown Houston Astros. So, but uh, we do have a little bit to unpack. So, which is not baseball related. So, I think we need to get right into it. Welcome to the podcast, neighbors don't knock. The show where two neighbors drop by for conversations that are fun, relevant, and downright hilarious. Join them and special guests in their mission to talk about anything and everything and laugh about it no matter what. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I I'm gonna get into the, one of these games. One of <laughs> one of these days, they're gonna throw me in. Dusty, put me put me in, coach. I was gonna keep on wiggling as if like Sandlot over here has a chance <laughs> of ever getting into any uh, professional sporting arena of any kind, other than as a spectator. But I, I root for you, buddy. I do. Hey, that's all right. I, it, it's kind of my my tradition to wear my old school Craig Biggio. I think that's Jersey, cool. So, but I, I, I got the, I got cool. the new orange on under there and stuff like that. But anyway, uh, yeah. So I'm uh, happy to be here. Happy to have new neighbors tuning in far and wide. Hello, new neighbors. What's up? Thank All you, you for not loyal, knocking. loyal, loyal neighbors, and welcome and help. And thank you for helping us expand the neighborhood. Uh, you have tuned into new neighbors. Don't knock. Mm-hmm. And if you're a Phillies fan, you can go ahead and just tune out right now. Well. Yeah, but we would appreciate a donation, and we'll give you a shout out. But then you can unsubscribe. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You can tune back and by around episode 15, come on back. Yeah, there we go. You know, I don't have any. I'm not one of those hateful fans. No, of course not. I I can't. I can't do that. Like I get into it, like in the like like anybody in the like heat of the moment type of thing. And of course, I'm just. I, I I have no idea why people do that. I don't understand the whole like, you know. What, fierce. We've talked angry. about this before. Fanatics. I mean, it's in the word. They people fans are just. But you can be crazy. a fanatic without being like a total jerk about other people. Being well, a yes, fanatic Phil, about their you, team. Right. You absolutely could, and you should. You can still paint your but, face. You but, know, I'm thinking of you, Armin. <laughs> that's you right. You know, you can get the the wig and the hand. No, things. you. Ah, you're right. Whole... You are absolutely right. But do people do that? It's like they could follow the rules of the road when driving, but will they? I don't know because I don't know anything about sports. <laughs> so it's a little bit difficult for me. You can educate me on this. Well, th- there is. I, I, okay, because before, because we do have some topics to get into, um, but we're going to sidetrack for just a second because it's going to segue right <laughs> into one of our, our, our first segment. You know, I, I think that there is a line that you have to be comfortable with crossing. You know, there was a story the other day that uh, I believe it was a Phillies fan at their home stadium put Astros baseball cards in the urinals, like in, you know, for people to go into the the urinals, you know, and and come on now, (laughs) you know, as as an organization uh, for the the Phillies. Yeah, that's a no, no. But as a fan, whatever. I mean, that's what fans do. It's it's not like they were doing it at our stadium. They were doing it at their stadium. But, you know, problem, 
problem. Uh, evidently, the Phillies fan was not an engineer because I know the you know, splash effect. I know not just a splash effect. You can't flush; it would sort of overflow. No, it, it wasn't. It wasn't the toilets. It was the the stand up urinal. They still but, flush the same way, man. They're still gravity fed with little. Well, they put them on the. Now they have all those little. I don't know. Again, we we're, we're gonna go down a rattle. I don't even want to get into my toilets at a ballpark. <laughs> Look, as the ashes line up on top of the pee patties. <laughs> exactly. All right. So you know there is mm. there is a line and there is. Uh, you know, etiquette to being a fan. I, I think that people take it really far. And and again, we talk about this all the time. Extremes on right. both sides of the, of, right. of and the listen, coin. Honestly, right? guys, let's grow up, okay? You you don't put the baseball cards in the urinal to pee on. You wait until the fan of the other team is standing next to you at the adjacent <laughs> urinal and you pee on his shoes. That's uh, the yeah. way you do it. Oh, oh, oh you great. don't do Oh, okay. Baseball. We're jumping right to to the advice section. Right no, we're away. all adults here. Let's step up our game. What is this junior high? <laughs> I know, right? Let's go. We just pee on each other. And this is <laughs> okay. So etiquette is a big thing. So uh, hopefully everyone's enjoying the World Series because it is fun. Uh, but I want to jump into our first segment. We're going to talk a little bit about etiquette because. It, kind of sidetracking over that to... That was a good segue. I know. And we're in the holiday season, the pipeline. We're, we're there. I've already seen Christmas commercials. We're there. <laughs> Halloween's over, and now it's the fall, Thanksgiving. It's like everything's merged into one, but... They, they are, they are from a commercial standpoint, they really have just sort of been slammed yeah. into one it's like you'll, you'll, you'll see kind season. of the fall and Thanksgiving-ish, but then you're going to see like all the trailers for Christmas shows and all the sales and start shopping and, oh, well, yeah. you know. But with that comes family get-togethers, friends get-togethers, dinners, and we need a little reminder about some etiquette sometimes because, I mean, I don't know how many of you out there go to a family dinner and dread it every year. You know, like what, you know, what uncle is going to bring up this, you know, topic this year or who's going to be throwing a fit here or who's going to, you know, there's a, and families going to show up in the mobile home. <laughs> the, the shitters fall. I you knew know? you were going to do it. You can't resist. I can't. I can't. They just anyway. So, yeah. So we're going to talk about some etiquette of things that, you know, especially as we get older. Too, but, you know, it's I, I get it. You're home from college. You're still, you're still in those. You know, I call it the, the older teens, whatever. You know, you get into the. It really has become that. You know, back in the yeah. day, you come over college, you're a full blown man with like a family of three. Now you come back, and it's like, oh, he's got ten more years yeah, before he stops. Exactly. You know, picking his nose in public and so I, I think peeing that, on his alternate fan's yeah. shoes. Is well, terrible. in all fairness, that's probably all ages for fans at a that's sporting true. event. But these are things that have been recommended by the age of thirty. So that I, I mean, can we agree? Maybe thirty is a good. Wait, I, hang on. So there's, like a, there's like a list age. of there's like a list of etiquette. I, I do have a I have a short criteria. Well, there's a bunch of topics and a, kind of a list, and I got this from uh, Reader's Digest, and I thought it, I found it very very interesting. What? Of course you did. I, I mean, I was read. I, I like to read, so I found I found this this list, and, and I was digest, and I did digest this a little bit, and I'm not going to go through all of them. I, I picked a couple that I thought were more relevant to me because not not every one of them stood out as something that you need to stop or start doing. But sure, I mean they rejected all the ones that I submitted. Yeah, I'm sure they did, but these are recommended etiquette things that need to. St- 
apparently recommend that you stop doing by age 30. Some of them, uh, there's some of us that still do these. I'm going to jump into this. Number one that I lot, that I found very relevant was sharing embarrassing stories in a toast. When you get to a certain age, j- like, you know, there's always wanting to be funny, right? Everyone wants to be funny with a toast. It's like you're going to go either really, really serious right. and try to make everyone cry you know, that it's like, I love you. I couldn't, you know, do it without you. It's always you me. Know, okay, you know? I'm always, but then I start crying and I can't get through it. I'm like, <laughs> okay, so there's that, there's that extreme. And then there's the other extreme really where it's just like, well, I'm going to try to be hilarious. Right. And it goes too far. And you always bring up these ridiculously embarrassing stories. And, and honestly, at a certain point, I mean, I, and again, these are more like guidelines, <laughs> than do's and don'ts. But I I agree with this one because I think we can get carried away as we get older telling, you know, who who cares? So are you're, you picturing... You're, like if my brother were to tell a story when I was, you know, in college. Okay, so I'm you're, like, so I don't still do that, some of that stuff. Right, so you're not just picturing like the awkward best man at the wedding toast, right? You're you're actually picturing family get-togethers I, I, not around even, the dinner table. Not even families. I, I'm talking coworkers at, at parties or friends. Y- yeah, friends. Yeah. I mean, if, if like if you and I w- were hanging out or with a group over here and. We decided, you know, like New Year's is a good example for us because we come over when if you guys do a party for New Year's. And usually there's always a toast that's always – I think there's always oh, yeah. a toast. I mean, outside the countdown. But, um, we, but we usually do a toast. For anyone who's met my wife knows, like, there's usually 12 or 13 Yeah, toasts, there's a couple of toasts. Yeah. And, and Russians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of toasts. They like the toast. <laughs> just, oh. just different drinks. <laughs> but – and I get it. The more you drink, some of the toasts are a little more ridiculous. No one's going to remember those. But when you get to a toast when it's like the first one of the night or the early part right. of the evening. Let me tell you about the time Brian pissed himself yeah. in the airport. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was hilarious. <laughs> Everybody like, was staring and pointing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so no. like, Phil, Phil Connors. No, I, you know, I, no, <laughs> just, just knock that off. Right. Just, I mean, it, Make a nice toast. If it's something funny, haha, that everyone gets, and you know, I sure, whatever. But I think it's just something we need to. That's pay, sort of an pay art, attention. Though. Pay attention. So, to. so I'm with you on that. I'm with you. I like that point. I like that you picked that one. And I do think that by the time you're around 30 years old, you do need to be able to draw the line. But I do think that there's a there's a, a matured art to what stories actually still can really entertain a crowd and not be like mortifying for the person you're talking about and then which are just like crass and childish and so you're saying you're going to teach a class no i'm saying that maybe we should go back and filter through some of our past episodes because you're making me feel you a have, subconscious you have to have a prerequisite before you can make a toast let's see episode 313 that's out season two. Oh boy <laughs> you just have everyone fill out a little survey before they show up at the party and be like Oh well, I hope you didn't plan on making a toast because you don't qualify. <laughs> Actually, for anyone but that have comes, a good time. <laughs> for anyone that comes through my front door, I should probably just hand out a survey of things that they're allowed to talk about about me, right? Yeah, anything from eighteen to twenty-five is off limits. <laughs> that is. So, but I, I agree with you. I think there is an art form to it, uh, and I think that everyone thinks that they're funny when they're drinking. I like that. Or toast. I think everyone thinks that they're hilarious. I like that. And before you go on to the next one, I would like to say if any of you listening and or watching have a really good story that you'd like to share about somebody doing that, making a really 
awkward toast or oh, telling I, I a really be, awkward I'd story. I'd, I'd be, love that. I'd, I'd be curious to hear. The, so. the cringier, the better. You see, yeah, I, let, I did cringe in a second. You did. <laughs> leave, leave a comment uh, below uh, or comment in, in, in below yeah. in, the, in the video or throw us an email. Looking for total cringe factor. Yeah. That's the one. Okay, so another one, using emojis in a work email. Oh, yeah. No, really? Who does that? Lots of people. Lots of people. I have gotten work-related emails with emojis in them, and I it's one of those really... Actually, you know what? I'm, I'm guilty. I'm guilty here. I have given like the thumbs up in response to, hey, I sent that this morning. Oh great! Thank oh, you. Thumbs up. Oh, okay. So I have I, done that. I've never done. I've never done that. Like but I've never done like not the exploding a text, head or the not a text. An, an email because these days emails are basically memos and official documents these days that you send out. I mean, right. it's, it's that's how it is. I mean, if if Twitter can be official media <laughs> release, right. you know, statements. Yeah. I mean, it just. It, I think you just need to be aware of who your audience is and and you know if you work at Google or a tech place you know finding an, an emoji in, a, in an email probably not a big deal but but you know you're you're at a law firm you're the head of HR you're sending that deposition into your boss and you know you're like, mm. you're like the head of HR at at, at a Chambers and Goffrey Lawyer Inc. LLC com whatever and like you send an email off you know we're sorry, we had to lay off 50% of the staff today. Crying face emoji. <laughs> like the bawling. Fun. But don't worry, we're going to bounce back. Yeah. Wink. Yeah. The, the laughing on the side <laughs> face, you know. Yeah. Sure we will. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you could be next, JK. <laughs> the good news is in People versus Texas, we won the cowboy hat. Yeah, oh my no, gosh. I know, good, right? Man. Yeah. So anyway, be okay. aware of your audience. So that was another one. I think that's pretty good. That's pretty good advice. Now this one, okay, so this one was was a little bit very old school. I've never actually done this one, but I thought it was interesting. Kissing a woman's hand as a greeting. Oh, you th know, there's the cringe I was looking for <laughs> right there. It and, and the reason, and at first I was like, well, that's kind of nice and sweet. Why would they put? But then the more I thought about it, when you walk up to a woman's hand and just, it comes off creepy. Oh. Especially post pandemic, I mean, so that's like oh. Well, exactly. That's golly. the other. That's the other thing. I mean, coming no, stay. Down another glass of champagne. <laughs> you know, that's just, well, because I'm I'm now thinking I'm like oh that used to be a thing. Um, Mademoiselle, moi, you know, and you, you kiss. Oh, you're beautiful. Oh, it's good to see. Yeah, you, you know, what used right, to be like, a thing. Dowries. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I, we can move on from this a little bit. I, you don't I just didn't like, know oh, that people hello, still did that. <laughs> I mean, people do the 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 cheek. Thing you know the mwah, mwah on the you know, on the side of the cheek I've seen that yeah whatever Frenchie so anyway uh, <laughs> but yeah it to me I can un yeah feels seems creepy if Cringe. I saw that Cringy. I'm sure some people could pull it off Cringy. I know I couldn't so anyway okay so this is the other one kind of going back a little bit with the toast thing um, drinking to your own toast that's something you need to stop doing oh that's ooh, gray line here gray line. Drinking to your like, like as in you make a toast and then you don't drink at the end of the toast. I think that's that's not okay. Well, I think it's more or less that you drink like here and then you're the first one to to down it. I, I feel like it needs to be like your own toast is for everybody else, right? Mm, I see what you're saying. I mean, I it was kind of like a little gray area, and it's like so I see it in that point, but I also see your point. Like if you're drinking your own toast with everybody, 
it's fine, right? But right. but if you're doing a toast and then you're the one drinking, it's just right. kind of like yeah, I can see what you're saying. So like if you're if you're standing up in a formal setting and everyone may have your attention and like giving a really big, then I I get I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah, if it's yeah. like to all my friends, yeah, and you know, then of course everyone's <laughs> yeah, exactly. gonna exactly. <laughs> so bros, you know. So anyway, yeah. just just another thing to be aware about being aware. Um, okay, and so th- these these are suggested etiquette things. Okay, um, I only have two more and they are biggies for me. Ooh. Okay. So using speakerphone in public places. I can't stand that. Stop it. Please. Honestly. Absolutely stop it. I don't care who you are, what you're doing. I don't care if you're the president of the United States. Do not use your speak. Don't do it. Right. I'm gonna are, you about, the, I'm, are you about to? I'm going to give the visual to our audience because maybe, oh, we, maybe <laughs> we can explain this, right? I was, like, I was like, don't you do it. If you're walking around talking at your phone like this on a conversation, you're doing it wrong. Please stop doing that. Please. Yeah. 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 I see people walking in the park or even jogging doing this. They're yeah. Like, like, oh my gosh. So anyway, like well, you hear for, them screaming. Well, first of all, thing. yeah. Also, if you're working out or doing something active and you're going, oh, oh, it's, oh, it's like coming back and forth. You know, the don't other, ever do that ever again. Yeah. By the way, that was <laughs> exactly. that made me really uncomfortable. I, I'm just I, I throwing saw, that I out saw, there. I saw where that was going. You know, but the other thing is. It, it no one else wants to hear your conversation. I, I know that we all think that our conversation is the most important thing. No one else, you're in an airport, on a bus, at a restaurant, no one cares what is going on. Yeah. And I I'm think- not saying that your conversation isn't important to you or isn't so, unless you, there's a, a world ending, you know, something's happening, the end of the world is coming, and you're the only one that has the answer. That is the only time <laughs> that anyone is going to care what conversation you are having. <laughs> Moscow in flames, missiles heading towards New York, film at 11. I, yeah. I just, I just, it just drives me crazy. I, I agree. And I'm going a little overboard with it, but it just drives me nuts. It's a big pet peeve of mine, so I'm happy that you are. And I'll also just, you know, if while we're on the topic, um, equally as important as we don't want to hear your conversation the person on the other end of your conversation probably doesn't want us hearing it either. Yeah, and, and you know what? Because no one ever asked permission, right? I, I've also been tempted to do this when, when I see people doing that. Slap it's, the phone out of their hands no, as hard as you well, can that, and run. Not quite. Not quite, although that might I might want to do that now. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually have always wanted to walk up to somebody and just join in. Or the second that they get off the phone, walk up to them and just start talking to them about the conversation they just had. That'd be really funny. Just stop it. Put an earbud in or put the phone to your ear. We don't need to. Or go somewhere where there's nobody else around you, okay? I love the way you cap these because you're always like the church. Like, just stop it. Stop, like, just... Knock it off. <laughs> all right. It's really funny. So, all right. The next one is also along those lines, and it is another huge one. And I already know this was going to bug you. Texting during a movie. And, and I'm going to amend that a little bit. It's not just a movie. Texting during any type of entertainment performance where the lights are not on. Yeah, it's really terrible. It's like, why? And that's not an adult kid thing. That's just everyone. It's really bad. Yeah, theaters. Oh, it drives me nuts. Movie, like, like performance theaters, you know, for stage and concerts and, you know. Okay, rock concerts, no one cares. All right, you can do whatever you want because there's so much going on. You're at the opera or the symphony. Put your phone away. You're sitting there watching a movie. I don't need to. You can't two hours. 
You you can't go without two hours of having your phone turned off. Don't walk out of the theater, man. It's and I have had. We talked about this a little bit. One of the past episodes um, this season when I had come back from my Disney trip, I had to tell somebody in one of the performances, the president's performance at, at Disney World, to stop texting right in front of us. Just it's horrible. I, I mean, I'm just was it making the clicking sounds too? No. Oh. Oh no. Oh no! I would I would have cool I would have gone Kool Aid man on them if they I would have oh no <laughs> <laughs> I would have like stood up and be like <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage <laughs> oh that's there you go yeah, yeah. it's like Step no Slam Jam <clears throat> crack your phone all right I had one honorable mention and this had because it only because it had to do with the phone and it was setting your phone on the table uh, at a at a dinner and I think that. You know, I understand, but it, it sends the wrong message. You know, you're getting notifications about stuff. Put your phone in your in your pocket. I'm with you on this, but but I do have a caveat. Okay. So I'm completely with you. It definitely sends the message of you're not all that important. I'm it, exactly, that or, or there's something else that I need to. Sure. Yeah. It's also kind of gross because cell phones are like the filthiest thing next to dollar bills. In That's your true. Pocket. They touch everything. Right. So putting them on dinner tables, it's kind of kind of cringy. Um, but I will say that. Sometimes, especially as phones have gotten bigger and bigger, if you don't have a sport coat or like a breast pocket, right, and you sit down at a table, sometimes the phone can't remain in your pants pockets, especially for men. No, I mean, I, I, under, I understand like that. It slides out. It'll I shatter on the I, ground. Right? I understand that, but there's a very simple solution for that, okay? And that is, well, there's two, actually. If you have a significant other or someone you're with that you know, can have your phone, give it to them. Or if you do have to, place it face down on the table. I guess it's better. Most people I talk to about this say that's no better, but I think that is a little better. It, if you have to. And then right. on your side, as I, if you have to. And even if not, if if that's the case, then put like put a napkin over it or something, you know, or, or, or just something. Yeah. Just so that they know that it's not that you're not interested in your phone. Um, you know, and, and I've been guilty of this in very casual settings, but at a dinner setting or somewhere where you're out, no one wants to see notifications popping up. It's a little no rough. one needs to know that the new TikTok video that that's hitting, that's going viral, that's popping up on your phone. It's true. So this is one of the many reasons why I like to wear sport coats. Actually, when I go out at evenings and dinners and things like that, yeah, it's, it's like a it's like a man purse with sleeves, right? Because it's got those inner pockets. And I'm being dead serious. I yeah. love it because I, I can slip my phone in there. It doesn't have to be. And don't be don't be scared of a visible. man purse. Don't be scared of a man purse, especially one with sleeves. <laughs> um, okay, so before we get into uh, our next segment. With the, the dinner talk, okay, so those were some etiquette things that were recommended, okay? Uh, now, there was also, we as we started this segment, talking about toasts and stories and things like that, well, a lot of you go out, see friends and family over the holidays, have lots of parties, dinners, meals. I mean, Thanksgiving's a big one. Um, there are also topics that you should avoid as well, which borderline with etiquette, you know, and just honestly, just being aware of not bringing certain things up that will probably help the time that you will have with those people at the dinner. I, I would recommend not bringing these topics up. And uh, I only have a few. And uh, according to bustle.com, they had a laundry list of different topics. And I was, I scoured all around and th they had several that I, 
I was looking at, but I, I agree with this. Um, and, and some of these don't relate personally to us, but just in general, maybe to our listeners. Are you single? The, you know, who wants that? Who wants mom and dad or, you know, the the brother or the older brother or sister married with four kids? You know, you're doing your thing. Well, are, are you single? Who wants to show up at a, at a you know, a party and be like, oh, are you single? It's like, <laughs> that's awesome. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Really? Why? Yeah. That's the question that comes next, because that's exactly what happens. Are Is you single? Recent? Why? <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with you? You know? <laughs> Like, How many cats do you have? Yeah, it's definitely an odd thing to ask somebody. So I, avoid that. You're going to get weird reactions from people. Probably a big bag of mixed emotions with these. Another one. How much did you pay for something? Don't, you know, it's very, you. Ooh, yeah. When you bring up things like that, it is very, I, I'm looking for the right word. There Help me cultural, out. There are cultural Help me out. elements yeah, I, I'm this. looking for the right word here. Uh, tacky. Tacky. There, thank you. Yeah. I don't know why that didn't pop into my head. It is very tacky when you sit there. It's, you know, it's like, oh, I got my new phone. Oh, how much did you pay for that? <laughs> yeah. $5. Well, what do you care? I mean. <laughs> or, or worse. One step worse is. It was is, gifted to me. <laughs> you yeah. know? One step worse is, I bet you paid full price. I got mine on sale. At blah, blah, blah. It's like. Oh, that's when you get the one uppers. You get the awful. one. You get the one uppers. You know, it's cultural. Like, I, I I went on a private jet across the country. Oh yeah, well I went to the moon. You know, <laughs> with Steve. Yeah, yeah. Um, there yeah. there are cultural elements exactly. to this because there are actual uh, cultures that that's fair game. I, I I could see that. Yeah, it's weird because I've I've had that happen where people from XYZ culture have just asked me things like, oh, I love your house. What, what did it cost you? When did you buy it? Right. And it's like, what are you doing? And well, it was explained it, to me later by somebody okay. else from that culture. Like, that's just what we did. That's fine. Cultural differences aside. Still not fine. If you're in Rome, be in Rome, guys. No, no, no. Learn the customs. You no, don't... Well, that's what I'm saying. So if you're here, that is not something that is that. No, someone say. needs to tell you. Exactly. Listen, pal. Uh, and don't be offended if, if someone says that. It's like if you go to another place or visiting somebody else and someone tells this is not, we don't do that. You, you wouldn't continue to do it. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'll, I'll, I'm, I'll, I'm sorry. We don't take our shoes off at the table and place them on the plates. That's just not what we do. Oh, I'm sorry. Here, and then take your socks off. You know, I mean, I put a I put a Philip Goffrey <laughs> spin on this. Uh, a little like you know, was was the the subset the subsection like little a right? <laughs> if you walk into somebody's house and something happened, like they've painted a room. I feel like this right? is a redneck joke right no, now. No, <laughs> just probably not a good idea. Like, oh, I love this color. Did you paint it yourself? <laughs> because if they did, they know that you're saying it looks like shit. And if they didn't, you're saying that they overpaid. Right? So. <laughs> it's like, oh, did you get your money back? Yeah, did you paint that yourself? <laughs> okay. Nice dress. Did you make that? <laughs> a, little, a little weird. Okay, so the, another one uh, in a line with this is how can you afford that? Ooh, that's for the jugular. I, I know. it's just Wow, nice just car. A, How'd you pull that off? Yeah, exactly, Ouch. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's like, wait, aren't you an actor? <laughs> How'd I do it? <laughs> I'm in debt up to my eyeballs. <laughs> so just, you know, just avoid that. I mean, finances are touchy for a lot of people. And those that are comfortable in their finances, I'm sure don't have issues talking about it. But 
it becomes a very sensitive subject. I mean, I know couples that don't even talk about finances. And that's not healthy. And, until, so until you might they, want to seek until, until counseling they, until if you're a couple. Have, no, no, until they have finance. to, right? You know? Okay, fair enough. It's like not an everyday occurrence. I think. It's like, well, I mean, what, what's, what's going on with their bank account? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> It's a little <laughs> the, the power's out. <laughs> we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> Get the candles. <laughs> okay. Uh, one one more um, is well, actually two more. When are you going to get a real job? Ooh, thanks, Dad. That's Ouch. That, yeah, and and honestly, that's a that's a self. I like that you said that because that's a self check to a lot of parents, or I, I say parents or older siblings that that are used to just having their life together and not always your older sibling has their life together, but, but it tends to be the older one that are look like, you know, they're being protective and it can be like, you know, Oh, you know, concerned for you or what you're doing with life. You know, and I understand that from a parent point of view, but wow. Does that make someone just want to shut down right away? Totally. Now the interesting thing about asking the question, when are you going to get a real job these days is a little different than 10, 20 years ago. Right. There's like professional video game players exactly. and vloggers. And There's so many online options. Podcasters. And where, <laughs> right. It's like, what? You know, working from home and different ways of, of having income that some people don't... Like, there's people that... I, I have some friends that I've talked to, and I don't understand what they do. I just know they have a lot of free time. You know, <laughs> I, but I'm just saying, like, do you, you understand what I do? I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I don't really understand right? what you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've showed me, though. But I, this I'm, is true. But so I can see what you do. There are sometimes I don't see what some people that I know them doing anything. But then they talk about, oh, man, I have this this crazy day. I'm like. You were at the coffee shop uh, like three times today, ran into you, you know. <laughs> you know, I mean. <laughs> yeah, you live at Starbucks. What are you? <laughs> yeah. well, I get that you're looking at a screen, but. <laughs> so anyway, so I think that's just, it, that one has changed slide a bit. So I don't think that question typically comes up. I think when it does come up now uh, at dinner conversations, it's more or less out of curiosity versus a negative connotation. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I've got to be honest. I, I actually have a lot of negative connotation with the very question of like, so what do you do? It always bothers me. Like, it, I get it if it's coming from a really genuine um, stance of curiosity, right? If somebody is, God, this person is really interesting. I want to know what they do with their time. I mean, is it... But should the we... icebreaker... Well, yeah, that's like, what I was going to ask. Hi, Brian. I'm Philip. What do you do? It's... Isn't it weird that that's your mom. usually one your of mom. the first... I mean, <laughs> I mean, how do you respond to that? Well, I don't know if Philip's going to be coming up to Dallas anytime, Ma. Sorry, All right. <laughs> no, you know, it's a, it's an interesting point because that's one of the few like the top 3 questions that someone asks. It's so strange to me. It, it's just it's like, "Hey, where are you from? What do you do? And how do you know so and so that or that you're around?" I was recently on- I mean, those are typically like in a setting that where you're meeting people, those are typically what you yeah. You I, ask. I was recently on a very short uh, vacation, like a little long weekend with my wife, and we met this lovely couple. They were super friendly. We had a great time chatting with them. And at the very end, the last day that we were there, 
he actually asked me what I what I do. And I knew in that point, wow, this guy's being sincere because we had every opportunity for that to be the It wasn't question. the first thing that he right. asked. Got it. Days later. Got it. You know, multiple conversations later. So I told him and in kind, how about how about you? You know, what do you do? And he's like, I'm a grave digger. And he was dead serious. Oh right? wow. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about that briefly, which is you just don't get that answer often. And you could tell that every time he it's says an interesting it, interesting occupation. You don't hear that very No, much. and you right. can tell every time he says he's very tickled by the by waiting for your response, right? Because it, wait, no, seriously, you know, what do you do? He's like, no, I'm a grave digger. That's well, what I do. But, you know, something like that is when you know that it, it, it generates different responses like that, I feel like that's a little different. I would have to, so to much fun with it if it were the first question and I were in his shoes. Yeah. You know? So, Bob, what do you do? I'm like, mm, dig graves. Yeah. And uh, I think I need to add one more to the list. You know? <laughs> How's your cholesterol? You know, what's always interesting is when people uh, that get together with a lot of, even if they don't know everyone there, but a lot of people in their industry, <laughs> you take away one of those questions. But then you always have the person, so what do you do? The same thing you do. <laughs> That's you know, true. You know, I mean, you're at like there's, a convention there's always for usually dentists, like one, right? right? You're in the dental convention. So, Steve, what do you do? It's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You enjoy that drink. I'm gonna go over here. This is like, do you just know instantly? You're like, ah, we're not gonna talk. Yeah. So, okay. I'm a serial killer that goes to conventions. Why? All right. The last one that I will say that I recommend: do not bring this up at a dinner party. Is who did you vote for? Ooh. And that's how I, apropos for this time of year. Well, it's well, wow. These especially these days, and, and I understand that there are some families and groups of friends that love to talk politically, and don't mind doing that. Hey, if that's your situation, go for it. But if you're just at a random get together or something, and it's like, you know, hey, I'm Brian. Who'd you vote for? Sometimes that can be more personal. Than than anything else that you'll ask that person that right <laughs> that night you know so you just have to be very careful about that because some people are extremely sensitive and especially when politics at the right now at the forefront of just exploding in different directions and and a lot of different views going on it can be a hot button topic for a lot of things and it can honestly a night that might have been just supposed to be something fun get together get to know someone you may put them on the defense immediately because they're like, wait, they don't like me because now I do this, right? You know, I, I know several people that they do not like to say who they voted for or what they're, if they're affiliated with a party or anything like that because uh, just the reaction and and the tension that it'll it'll cause. Yeah, no joke. I, I reserve conversations about politics to family and very, very close friends. And even within that pool, I'm extremely selective because... It can be so awful. Frankly, for someone I don't know very well to ask me who I vote for or where I am politically or where I stand on X, Y, or Z issue that has to do with current events or politics, I would rather that person be like, so, ever have chlamydia? <laughs> It'd be a more comfortable question for me. You know, HPV or no? You know, Don't ask those questions. BD? <laughs> it's terrible. Well, and I can, I understand if it, naturally just organically comes into conversation right if if you're able to be able to have a discussion hey more power too because having a discussion is 
important. Yes. I, I'm, I'm 80 percent of the people or more out there are not capable of having that discussion well, with somebody who does not agree with bingo, their opinion. That, that's the problem. It's just I'm going to say my opinion. And right away, there's like, oh, wait, that's who you voted for. Oh, you don't know what this blah, 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 blah. And it's just their opinion thrown at you. It's not a conversation. So if you are able to have a conversation, that's fine. I still avoid. I would still avoid bringing up that particular question. Let something come into it organically, okay? If you really have to know that bad. Honestly, you can still have a conversation without having to know that information, who they voted for. You can, you can still talk about – you can have a political conversation without having to say, well, I voted for this person. Or you can, you can even probably just discern various stances by having other conversations and eventually figuring out people's opinions on things. You don't need to get, like, straight for the jugular. No yeah, one needs yeah, to It's know. called social skills, people. I mean, what are those interpersonal skills? Like, they, don't, they don't have classes like that anymore, I don't think. So, um, so. what are you voting for? <laughs> You know what? I'm no. I'm just. <laughs> the knife comes out. He's lunging at me. It's no, like I'm, a scene from Avatar. No, I wouldn't lunge at you. I just wait till you turn around and then. Now, <laughs> now I know. Now I know who you're voting for. <laughs> All is revealed. Okay, but let's move into our second segment. So we have a little bit of etiquette, a little bit of things to avoid around the holidays and dinner tables. Take them to heart, or yeah, or don't. I'm just. I'm throwing out. They're more like guidelines, but. I thought they were pretty good. No, it's, it's good stuff, Brian. I appreciate you bringing all that up. And our second segment, actually, is something I wanted to chat about. We're going to keep it uh, nice and, and brief, short and sweet here. But before I do, you asked me a few episodes back about my running and if I had an announcement to make. And I said, I'm not ready yet. Do we have an announcement? We have a, Not really a big one. Not about the show. Just about me. Because, you know, it's about me. It's all about me, Brian. <laughs> This just in, Philip Goffrey, with a special report and breaking news right here on Neighbors Don't Knock. Thank you, Brian. This is Philip Goffrey bringing you episode 14 from season 5 of Neighbors Don't Knock. Tonight, no, uh, I, no I, actually, was, I was with you, man. I, like I, was, I was there. I, 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 I was there. You, you, you just, you, you, you I'll were, go with you that far. <laughs> you had me, and then, and then you dropped it. And then I dropped so, it. Okay. It's so true. We'll, no, my announcement is that, yes, I actually am going to be uh, competing in a race, competing in great big quotes. I did sign up one more time for the Houston Marathon, which is January 15th, 2013. It's a Sunday. So if you all would mind sending me some love, because I have tried to do the Houston Marathon. Mm-hmm. Four separate times. And all four times I've gotten injured in training. In fact, all four times I've made it up to right about where I am now, which is a little over 30 miles shape, a week of running. nipples. I think I've told that story before on the show. <laughs> yeah. That's real, people. It's Sorry, awful. those are one of those stories that you don't want to bring up at the dinner table. Band-aids are your friends. Um, There's a perfect example. There you go. <laughs> Band-aids are your friends and nipple wreaths are your enemy because those Band-aids, ouch, it hurts. Uh, no, honestly, um, I'm right about at the same mileage right now, weekly mileage, where I always wind up getting injured. So a little bit of love, if you all don't mind. Okay. Anything you can send some, my some way. Knock on I'd, wood I'd appreciate there. some support. Yeah, knock on okay. wood, knock on something, you know, raise a glass. Just don't take a sip from it if you're going to make a toast. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, 
But that, but that's my announcement. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to attempt to do the Houston Marathon. I've never done one. I've done a half marathon, but I've never done okay the full deal. And I'm a little bit ashamed about that. And what's what's the date again for January 15th? Okay, of January next year. 15th. Okay. Yep. Yep. It'll be a Sunday. I I actually uh, we my wife and I love the the, the marathon only because it, it, I think it's mile 23 that goes right in front of our apartment. So we actually go down, and it's kind of like that last leg, and we. We love actually going out and cheering everyone on because yeah. you know the last three to four miles to go, it's just where it can almost and everyone's just dying. dying. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you just really kind of just see them. Some people super defeated, and it's always good to, to give encouragement. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I have hit the wall before on my shorter runs, and when I was doing the training for the half marathon, and man, that's a real deal. I can't imagine what the wall feels like for the full race or. Know, ultra runners out there that do 100 mile plus races i i don't know how you all pull that off it, it's absolutely amazing but um but yeah I, I think that most people by mile 23 have already experienced that wall if they're going to so good for you for being at that point because that's probably an area where people need a lot of encouragement and, and now i will say this i haven't always been a hunt like consistent every year being out there so sometimes if you've done it once you've done it more than i have so, so, so that's i mean spectacular I, my heart and spirit is always there, but there are some days that I just cannot get up at yeah. seven o'clock because I'm up really early all the time. So some days, but I, for you running, I will definitely be out there. Hey, thanks, bud. I'll I definitely be that. out there. I so the I'll much. have a I'll have a beer and orange slices. Yeah, and I will say, if any of you, uh, I don't know if you want the beer or not, but I'll dip it at that point. Well, I mean, some, yeah. I know some people really like love that more of than course. water. So, but yeah. I'll, all right, beer, carbohydrates. Yeah, yeah, beer and sugar. orange slices. There we go. Baby, okay. yeah. Awesome. Burp the whole way across the line. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Frothy. <laughs> Honestly, for all of you listening and for all of you watching, uh, anybody who does have the time and is willing to make the time to go out to one of these foot races and just be on the sidelines cheering, you don't have to bring water or anything. If, if you do, that's great. But they have water stands, typically, and volunteers that do that. It makes a big difference, man. When I did that half marathon, having all those people just rooting you on just to do that, just to be good and good neighbors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's fantastic. So, man, thanks for doing it. Absolutely. Really. You know, cowbells, signs, and, and everyone has, you know, names and their name on uh, their uh, their runner number and stuff like that. So don't be afraid to shout their name and tell them, yeah, way to go. Because, yeah. it, like, honestly, it just does a big, you're right, it, it's a big deal when someone yeah. just Mold says cowbell. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and if you have any friends or family that are running in these events, almost always now they have a smartphone app that you can download and you can track, yeah, you can track your, everyone. your yeah. person, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, please don't track me. I am... I am pathetically slow. It's embarrassing. Just, just wait for me to come across the finish line on my hands and knees. But, but yeah, no the, need to. Uh, I think what is it? Every morning we always miss the the first runner. I think we've gotten unseen him once or twice because he he does twenty six miles in like three hours it's insane, or like, or like right? two and a half hours yeah, the or fast, something like that. The fast <laughs> men and women that run these marathons. It's not human. It's absolutely yeah. amazing to watch. I'm, I'm it's just so cool. Like, I'm like, oh my word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, a helicopter just go by? No, is that runner? But anyway, so the segment that I wanted to bring, actually, this is a nice little segue, just like yours earlier. I want to talk a little bit about, um, a little bit sappy, if you don't mind, but a little bit about hope and support. Because we are going to cry. Break out the handkerchiefs, everybody. I'm, I'm coming in for my toast. No, I will say this. So I was running today, actually. And when I run, I do these guided runs. And I actually, speaking of politics, I actually happen to use the Nike Plus running app and their coaches. I know a lot of people out there are like going to tune out of Neighbors Don't Knock. Now, you can support Nike. You can't support Nike. 
you know, <laughs> yeah, get on your get on a knee, pal. Yeah. You know, um, but I'm actually, sure there's still plenty of people. <laughs> they they happen to make a fantastic product, and their their training app, which is actually free, is is spectacular for these long runs. I really hey, enjoy. Boom! It. That's that's what saved right there. It's free. It's free. There we go. And Nike, anytime you'd like to sponsor Neighbors Don't Knock, <laughs> you're welcome to have a spot on the show. We'll happily run your logo on our website as well as on our social media. Um, I'm sure I'm sure they're they're like we gotta jump on that. Yeah, <laughs> Those like, boy, guys. we need another sponsor, another. <laughs> non-athlete to pay for what are you talking about like nike across the mic you guys can watch sports well, yeah, like. yeah. i know right i hey man i i'll just it'll be all on me i'll be the walking yeah. billboard there yeah let's go, go sponsor philip goffrey he talks about touchdowns at a baseball game this is a really, really winner here um but no the, these runs are guided they're guided like with a virtual coach yeah and the 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 run the episode whatever you want to call it today that i was that i was training with like tells you when to speed up or like they, they run can for a like, little bit like sure. run for two minutes hard here and then yes. pull back yeah, yep yep they do okay. all kinds of and you're a coach you understand how that goes yeah um kind of like a programmed sort of way yeah right? yeah, yeah uh the topic that they were talking about was was staying hopeful and ah, staying interesting. Yeah, staying positive, even if your run happens to suck. In fact, the they titled the runs and they called it Suck Successful Running was the title of this. Yeah, you know, I was gonna I was gonna ask that was a specific that they said. Yeah, they did. Like okay. with S U C K and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was um, like, what kind of app is this? You suck. Right. So the whole thing <laughs> was like about reverse psychology motivation. Totally. <laughs> so the whole thing was about how you get through a run that just sucks, right? And it just sucks the whole time, no matter what you do, because obviously Anybody who's trained for anything knows this happens. And if you have to get through a work day or whatever, sometimes it can be a grind, right? Sometimes it sucks. So I got thinking a lot about the pandemic and sort of the the trauma that we all experienced during the pandemic and how so many people were feeling just completely desperate and really, you know, hopeless. And then I thought about when we were coming out of the pandemic in my own life, you know, my my career kind of went a little sideways for a while. We had to adjust our income as a household, and things got really dark for a little bit of time. And I got thinking about where I found hope. And what I realized was, oddly enough, I get a tremendous amount of hope and inspiration from this show, from doing Neighbors Don't Knock, from being with you on these microphones, and for connecting with, uh, from connecting with, with rather, our audience. Made me wonder made me wonder, how do you stay hopeful? Because I know that you've had times in your life where things are, are really looking bleak. And you're a coach. Wow. You know, you're a good friend. Put me on the spot with that. Yeah. Uh, I want to pick your brain about this. Well, you know, it's it's interesting that you say that because I, I have a similar feel for the show um, at, that you do. Uh, I don't want to call it a distraction, but sometimes that's what you need is a small distraction. Um, for me... You know, I I think this has been a big part uh, recently of of what's been going on with with the show and everything else that has led me to a little bit of hopeful, but uh, giving me hope. But for me, I'm always being in the acting world and teaching and and coaching. It's you're always out there on a grind, and when you stop you stop getting results, right? So the fact is that no matter how many times you get rejected or you don't get the job that you wanted, if it's a show or something like that, there's always something else 
that if you continue to put yourself out there that you can find. And, and sometimes it's just the smallest thing. You know, I, I did recently, um, just recently, uh, a show, a cabaret, and it was a, a small gig, but getting to do do your craft and be on stage and just be like, well, I got this. And then other things come around, you know, and, and the fact that if you continue to work hard, it's not, everything's not always going to work out. And, and I know that sounds cliche to say, you know, if you work hard, it'll work out. But I, I am a true believer in things work out the way they should, um, not always how we want them to be, like want them. Uh, and I find myself being hopeful with the small things versus the bigger things. I think maybe that answers the question a little bit more. The show has been a huge thing for me as well. I, I will share that with you. I really appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's the it's the small victories, whether it's at home, you know, uh, you know, with my wife and and something with like a good night or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, whether whether it be a, a movie or, or an outing or you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, we went on a trip, which was, was a, a huge thing, you know, but the things had to shift when we got back and, you know, we're back to the grind with everything, but, you know, you get a gig and then, you know, I got a call back and, or this is going on, or, you, you know, you don't know how this year is going to turn out, but you take a breath and you take some of the smaller victories. doesn't mean you, you stop, you don't continue to look ahead or aim for larger or bigger things, but you appreciate those those smaller smaller victories that kind of help to get you here. You, you know, does, yeah. that, does that make sense? It does actually. Because I, I think that if if all of a sudden we're just completely looking at the big picture all the time, it's very easy to see a lot of flawed things or a lot of stress and and problems that we have to take care of or that will affect us in different ways. But if you just step back just a little bit and take a breath and, you know, look, well, this went well today. Okay. I'm going to continue to make that work and you'll find something. Uh, but you also have to be, you have to be willing to put yourself out there. You have to be willing to work on yourself and it's not easy. Uh, I've found many times that I, I felt defeated in a lot of cases, in a lot of instances, and uh, it's very, very hard. Yeah. Uh, and 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 like you were saying, things like this. If you have something, you know, I, I used to retreat to playing music, and you know, I still go on bike rides. You know, I you know I have my dog. We'll go on a walk or something. But this has been really nice and therapeutic for me, just as much fun as it as it is. Yeah, for me so, too. I appreciate you saying that, and I, I knew you'd have a great perspective on it because being an actor, you've had to deal with so many of those smaller moments, those smaller moments of. Fuck! I worked my ass off for that part. I didn't get it right that audition. And or yeah, or you just feel like you were better, and you just you know got passed up. Or it was, or, or then this not just in acting, but you look into somebody that gets something that, let's not say they necessarily deserved it, but they got it because of the position they were in or the connection they had. Sure. You know. You know what I mean? I mean there, and and you're sitting here going, well, I deserve that more than they do but I didn't end up with it. And then you sit there beating yourself up about it. I mean, we could, yeah. and you can sit there kicking yourself about it, but, but that's not going to do you any good at that point. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that. You know, it's interesting you bring up your, your wife and the trips and things like that. But then you also talk about the small things because one of the things that I found was, you know, I'm, I'm deeply fortunate. I have a beautiful wife. I've got a healthy, 
the beautiful young girl that I'm raising my daughter, right? She'll be 10 this year. It's incredible. So many people can't say that. But sometimes living for everyone else in your life isn't enough to sustain that that hopefulness, right? To sustain that ability to celebrate and to celebrate life, especially when things are going really wrong. It can be health, it can be careers, it can be that, you know, I, I lost two friends during the pandemic. That was that was so hard, right? To not yeah. be able to to truly honor them, you know, during such a difficult time because of all the distancing and all of that. But one of them was suicide. And it's like, how do you how do you process that, right? But the little things, like you talk about it, it, it's so important to remember to look for those little things. And I'm trying to teach myself every day, largely because of knowing you and largely because of the show as well, to look for those things. One of the things that uh, I also heard in the same run today, and I hear it frequently during my runs, is a reminder to not just celebrate completing something, but to allow yourself the freedom to celebrate just starting it. Absolutely. Like That's my, hard but, to do, but, but like it's showing such up. good advice. Yeah. Sh- showing up. Right, yeah, you know, like I, treating that as a celebration—that's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, so I'm gonna tell you this, and this is one thing because you ask me all the time because I, I do the Peloton bike, and this is not a plug for Peloton, but, but it could be, but it could be, <laughs> it could be. No, uh, but there's one thing when there's uh, a lot of those uh, instructors, and I know they're virtual and they're, but when you get into the class and you start, they're like. Give yourself a, a pat on the back for being there today, just by just by saying yes and getting on and doing it. You know, no matter what happens, and like little things, like sometimes we just need to hear things like that that remind us. So like, yeah, yeah, like I, I I made the effort today, and it's like, man, that makes you feel good. Like you say, it's not yeah. like not like I just completed, but yeah, I made that effort. Yeah, it's a big deal, so man. It really, it really is, and and I never thought about it like that. And when until you hear things like that, neither, that, neither that, had that I. Doesn't cross my mind. But it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense, and for me, it brings a lot of parts of my life together in a way. That, oh yeah, like that was really amazing. You know, a, a few years back, I invited a friend to come watch my father race to race cars, and they show up. It was at MSR Houston. A little shout out to Carlos and your father. Um, they come out, and they're kind of walking around the paddock and, and looking at the cars and chatting with the the teams and whatnot and then watching some racing going on. And I overheard the father pull my friend aside, his dad, who's older, and at that time is I think late 70s. And he said, he said, son, look around you. These people are doing this just to do it. It's amazing. And he was talking about, you know, racing is a grand effort. But yeah. any racing yeah. is, you know, showing up, right? Just showing up. It's like, and he really got it. You could tell that old man knew to celebrate just the fact that they had all set out on this endeavor and and should be celebrated themselves. It was it was neat to hear, but I didn't put it together until I heard that celebrate just that you started. Yeah. I, I mean, cool. and I that is really cool. And I just to kind of echo that, you know, uh, real quick, the um you know, doing something that doesn't require you being paid for is something that may be what you need, right? I mean, the hard part, especially today, is that we we all, finances are, are a, a stress. They're all a stress to everyone, whether any capacity, right? It, it can be, you know, good and bad, it's like a roller coaster, right? And so I understand that sometimes you're like, well, I don't have any time to do something just for myself. But taking time, whether it's volunteering or literally just going for a walk or 
putting on about 30 minutes and having a nap or listening to music. I mean, it's, it's super important, you know, but there are other, if you do have time, volunteering or getting involved with a new, uh, you know, group or program, you know, and we talked about this on episodes prior back as adults, uh, an episode of, of how to make friends as you, as you get older, that can also help because it does get harder, especially when you get older and a lot of your friends are going different directions, careers are doing different things, families are doing different things. It changes a lot as well. So it adds to that stress level and doesn't give you, and that, you know, that best friend that you might've had for 15, 20 years has, you know, moved away and, you know, sometimes we need to find and look for other things. So yeah, I reach I, out from your circle. A yeah, little bit, right? I, I agree. So I, I think it all kind of stems. It's like the it's like the circle of life, man. Whoa, there he goes. <laughs> wow. That's a way to round it out. I know. It's the circle <laughs> of life. <laughs> man. Boom, boom. Yeah. So but I, I love that. Do you have and, your license in it back there in the back of the car, man. <laughs> you know. But I do love that. Um and hey, shout out and throw some love to Philip uh when he gets to do his run. We'll talk about more about that closer gets. I will give updates. So I will we absolutely. Give updates. Uh, but you know, we need to get into some neighborly advice. Now we've ha- we've talked a lot and given a lot of neighborly advice. I think today. there has been a lot of neighborly advice today. It's been a, it's like I've been an episode of. I feel like the music should have been playing the entire episode. But um, you know, we're just gonna stick with the same theme. Take a breath and do something small for yourself. Indeed. And I'll tell you what. For yourself. Important. For yourself. Yep. It's not selfish. It's not selfish. Yeah. And don't be afraid to tell someone that you need to. That's There's hard. nothing wrong. That's I, hard. I know. It's very hard, but there's nothing wrong. But like, you know what? Like, your spouse, I'm going to go catch a movie on my own. I'll see you in a couple hours. I need this. Whatever it is. Yeah. I, I can understand. that. That's that's hard to say sometimes. It's hard to say that you need help, too. Yeah. Honey, I'm going to start a podcast. <laughs> it's going to take up a lot of my time. I, you know I what? I need this. I, <laughs> I need this. <laughs> you know, I, if you are going to start a podcast, it does help to have your co-host or future co-host sitting there pitching it at the same time that you tell your your significant other <laughs> you're going to start a podcast. <laughs> it's like it's like you you come with your built-in wingman. It's like we're going to start a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we're just guessing. We don't know from experience. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, but anyway, well, I like that, Brian. Good neighborly advice. <laughs> yeah, that was great. So uh, make sure you guys uh, like and subscribe, follow us on social media. You know, YouTube channel is going strong. We love to make in the more creative content coming your way. Yeah, please do. Absolutely. We have some great things in store for this show. We've got great guests coming on. We are taking a bit of a more local look in the next few episodes. Yeah, it's going to be great. Possibly the next few seasons. So we'll see. Yeah. So if you are interested in reaching out and being a guest and a neighbor, stopping by here on Neighbors Don't Knock, hey, you know, email us at admin at neighborsdontknock.com. You know, but like, subscribe, and follow. I dig it. <laughs> I dig it, too. I got nothing else. <laughs> I got nothing else. So we drop new episodes every Friday, guys, and we will see you next week. Or you'll hear us. Peace. Out. I think I need to watch this. Sorry. You should get washed <laughs> out again. <laughs> but bad, bad luck, right? Ghost shows. All right. <laughs> <laughs>